So, Chris, what are we going to talk about today? I don't know. Man, <laughs> you put me on the spot again. <laughs> That's crazy. Didn't you get that memo? I didn't. We're going to talk about high flyers. Nice. Yeah, that's right. You become a high flyer expert, so we got to talk about it. There's a lot of high flyer guys in our club, and it's definitely one of the other competition breeds that people really get into. So that'll be good. I'm I'm not a high flyer expert. I have five birds that somebody called high flyers, and I bought them. Just being honest, they should fly all day if they really are. They probably go sit on my neighbor's roof, and I'll just say that. Yeah, as long as you set a timer and you can't see it, and every time you look up, if you see a dot or maybe you see a dot, maybe it's something in your eye, that's my birds up there. (laughs) Yeah, these high flyers, man, they're incredible. That's the funniest thing ever. Uh, All right. Welcome to the All About Pigeons podcast. I'm Phil. I'm Chris. And... Chris wants to get into high flyer talk, so let's do this. I got me the uh, Encyclopedia of Pigeon Breeds by William M. Levi. And he has a nice, of course, there's all kinds of different. Chris, what, what kind of high flyers do you have? Because I know that there's bloodlines just like in racers and rollers and everything else. They're Iranian high flyers. Okay. Uh, they are, there are two that are crested and the other ones are not. They have clean legs. It's a short-legged bird, kind of long wings, long tail. Right, the and, back end kind of looks like an Egyptian swift almost. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of. They look a lot bigger than they actually are. That makes sense. If they were naked, they'd be small, like a roller. Let's see, I bet the uh, yeah. So it says right here, yeah, their size is small. Average weight is about ten to eleven ounces. Yeah. So that's well, that's this. So this one I'm reading right here. So we're going to do a little story time with Phil here. This is the uh, Indian Pearl High Flyer. Its origin is India. Moti means pearl. And Garbaz means hawk catcher. The bird that flies so fast that it can overtake a hawk and fly above it. Freely interpreted Pearl High Flyer. This is the Indian Pearl High Flyer. Dude, that sounds cool. Keep going. Yeah, I, I know about that. That's, that's something says that it was first saw the breed so they're also described as the sky pigeon in northern india and it's almost identical to the cumulate the bird illustrated through crouching looks like a flying cumulate levi the pigeon in the t57 book so the description is it is an endurance or time flyer flying all day long and occasionally turning a somersault well, i didn't know that i really okay its head should be as round as possible with its eye, which should be as white as possible, in the center of the head. I told you they were a tumbler, didn't I? I didn't know that they tumbled. Yeah, they're high flying tumbler. I don't know if these do, I, but yeah, that's, that's what I think. Its plumage is shiny, long, and soft with flexible primaries. And then we talked about the size: ten to eleven ounces, about two hundred eighty grams. Yeah, they're it's they're plain headed and clean legged, but you know, this is also. Like I said, there's different breeds, so if you got some feathers on yours, that's probably just part of the different breed. Do you, do yours have the white eye? Yeah, they have a. I think so. Let me look. They got shell- a white eye. Okay. Then they it's got the not quite version. yellow, and it's not quite pearl. 
it's you know they come crested and not crested and feathered feet and not feathered feet right i think these are all um i think these are all was it grouse legged that's clean legged yeah yeah i know that they got a lot of birds so uh, we talked earlier about this and in the some of the older american pigeon journals i have from the 70s and 80s the guy who had the world record at the time which i'm sure is just crushed by now but it was like 23 and some hours 23 hours and some odd minutes and he talked about the breeds that he had crossed and crossed and crossed into this bird and all these high flyers are really kind of uh, a mutt of these high performance birds you know to get a bird that can stay on the wing that long i have rollers that have stayed out for three days pal just saying <laughs> i fly in rollers that's even more work than those poor birds <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. I guess you put anything you want into them. I mean, that's you just breed for what you want. You want something that flies all day, you know? Yeah. I mean, I guess it really they're they kind of hit the thermals, right? I mean, that's my understanding is they go so high that they're not just flapping all the all day. They're kind of just kind of cruising, gliding. I guess you could say. I don't know. Maybe they cross some turkey vulture into them. <sighs> Uh, Not I'm a sure. <laughs> I'm gonna learn with these ones. They're ready to go. Kind of wanted to take them somewhere else, but I think I'm just gonna set them up here. Yeah, I, and I've said before, and I mean, I, I think that all all performing birds are just super cool birds that you can really train like athletes. You know, like your team. And these definitely fall into that. You know, that is an athletic bird, and I'm sure oh, that yeah. there's a lot of training when they're young and. You know, there's there's a guy that I see on Facebook a lot that he sells these young birds and you know what, three and four months old and they're flying for ten hours. That's pretty crazy. Incredible. Yeah. That's crazy. So I mean how do you how do you watch that? Is it you got binoculars or Yeah, I mean that's one thing with uh so I, mean, we, I haven't we, seen them in person yet, so I can't mm -hmm. that's something I, I've I've wondered. You know, like you were saying, I got a spot in my eye. That must be him. Yeah, I mean, with Birmingham Rollers, we got a uh, an old torn up office chair that's perfect. We sit out and we can just kind of kick our feet, and you know, it swivels perfect because they just they're circles and circles, and you know, they're right. They're typically pretty low, so you can watch them perform. And now I wonder if those guys really. I mean, it wouldn't be outrageous to think that they would use binoculars. I guess, right? I mean, they are up there as long as you can see your birds and know that they're your birds. And like we said before, that your birds then just go fly and land at some other loft, and you've been watching turkey vultures for six hours, thinking that your birds are killing it. I'm not very good with binoculars. This might not be my thing. Yeah, that's the only thing because I do like to see. You know, I like performing birds, but I like to see them perform. Parlor rollers, Birmingham right. rollers, racing homers, you know, watching them trap in real fast when they come back. I guess you're watching them trap in. I guess it's a lot like a racer then because you kind of don't see them for a long time. You don't see your racers. That guy's flying all day and then he just wants to get get some seed. Yeah, so you just see the same thing. You know, you just see the end of it where they're just trapping in and yeah, you're happy about but, that. But I mean, how do I know that sucker is flying? How do I know that he's not over at the neighbor's house eating all day? You know what I'm saying? I guess that's the honor system with your birds, man. I don't or, trust not a one of them. Or just, They're all shady. Or seriously, 
I mean, <laughs> they gotta be using binoculars. I mean, yeah. Because when I watch the videos and stuff online, they're like, there they are, they're up there. And it's like, especially with phones, dude, phones are terrible at recording any, even oh, like, for sure, for even sure. Birmingham rollers, you know, those guys with really good quality stuff. It's like, unless the I tried with the really phone. good camera, it's tough. Yeah. If you, if them suckers disappear out of me like that, way up there, I don't know. Well, you're going to breed though. Are you going to fly those or are you going to breed them? I thought about flying. Oh, okay. Can they, so those are those, that kind of bird can be resettled and flown again? Sure. Yeah. Why not? Sure. I've been pretty fortunate with the other tumblers and stuff. So, mm -hmm. do you still have your English tumblers? Uh, nah, give, give those to a buddy of mine. I give, oh, okay. them, the whole, I give them the whole family. So, do you have any tumblers? Oh, you got your Gansel. I guess we were talking about that. You got your Gansels. They're tumblers, right? Yeah. Okay. The Gansels. It's old. Do, uh, do you fly those at all? Nah, not yet. I haven't gotten any babies. These guys are old. Yeah. They were um, a rescue situation. Oh, okay. Yeah. They were given to me by someone that was needing homes for things. And I just thought they were super cool. So, hey, you got that reputation. Anybody who has unwanted pigeons, no, 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 don't do that. Don't, don't even do gotta that. Ask him, just mail don't him do that. his address. He'll be giving don't him a good do home. that. Oh, man. <laughs> he doesn't have enough pigeons right now. Cut, cut, cut. <laughs> oh, man, I'll, I'll definitely take that part out. <laughs> <laughs> that was it from Matt. Emily's uh, rescue. She had them. Bug-eyed pigeons are the whole reason I'm in the pigeons, man. That's what was the first one? It was a Budapest. Was it a Budapest? Okay. That's what we were, that's what she told me. If I ever had a pigeon, it would be that thing. And I was like, oh my goodness, challenge that is, accepted. That is like the Pixar pigeon, man. That looks like every pigeon created by Disney and stuff. Yeah, and it was a uh, it was a pretty long quest for for that bird. Be amazed how many people wanted to give me pigeons. We did end up meeting up with Emily, and she she hooked us up with the Gansels and the Budapest, and they're all super super cool birds. That's cool. How do they do? They kind of fly around the house at all, or yeah, they get out. Yeah, do they, they fly like uh, fly like a quail, or do they actually they can get air underneath of them? Oh, those birds can fly. Okay. They can fly. Every pet bird owner that I've met that strictly keeps birds for pets tells me that birds, these birds don't have homing instincts. Huh. So if they get out, they'll uh, get lost. Oh. Got little different ideas on that, but that's what I'm told by pet bird okay i mean our our central asian tumbler that's a house pigeon that we have and even in the house he'll uh he'll do a flip or two as he's kind of flapping around and i take him outside with me and he'll typically hang out um every now and then he'll take off and i mean he'll go for it man he'll he'll fly way way up in the sky but he comes back he doesn't uh you know he doesn't go out like miles or nothing but he goes really high up he'll tumble and tumble and you know he'll get tired and come back and land on the porch and come back inside it's 
That's so, pretty cool. Yeah, it's not too much of a homing thing because he doesn't go far, but he definitely gets to stretch his wings out and you know do his flips and show off and all that stuff. Yeah, well, I've had I've had the satin nets. They they've been out. Yeah, my Turner Rollerbird did a flip in the house the other day. That was funny. But they all get out when it's cleaning time and feeding time and stuff. I fart around with them. Yeah, the ones that are in the house. The other ones are in, in big lofts, so they yeah. get their exercise. How's your racing situation going over there? I mean, I know we're wrapping up. Well, you guys, you guys never really wrap up breeding season, right? I mean, you're you're in like the hot part of Arizona there, so you guys could breed all year, right? So, so I'm not breeding until uh, start. I'm gonna start December. End of end of this month, I'm gonna start pairing them up. They'll start breeding for December. Okay. That way, I can get, get my bands as early as I can, you know, and get some of them birds, some babies banded. You don't want to band late hatches as old birds, you know. Not, or at least I don't, because you're gonna be flying a young bird and an old bird team, and the old bird's stronger, better bird. Have you ever tried using any of those uh, vitality supplements to increase the breeding or fertility of birds, especially like maybe with the older gansels? Uh, no, I went down to Mexico and I got a bottle of generic Viagra. Just crumble it up. Totally kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't really tried anything cool. No. Okay. Um, we're not really actually breeding. Our pet birds just do bird things the racers and stuff they have a schedule now my rollers i got the lights on they're breeding okay um i take what i can get you know what i mean there's no um i'm not flying young bird old bird all my stuff's young bird right now you know i'm i'm banding those with a different band anyway i'm gonna get my own band like with your number on it and stuff maybe maybe not those are pretty cool when I first saw those, I'm like, man, that's they should all have that. That's pretty smart. But I mean, it was, you, know, you, you get an NPA band that can track it down to you anyway. Hey, listen, Gary, Gary had his number on on his band. Mm-hmm. They called him at his house and told him the pigeon I lost. I lost two of them, and they called him and told him that they had his pigeon, and he got a hold of me right away. We got it back that day. That bird had been gone for what three days. It got returned. It was a bad deal. All my birds were like being crazy, just all over the place. And <laughs> it slipped out. It's confirmed. It was it was slipped out. I don't know. I've had some some weirdness here lately. They're finally all getting it together. I don't know if it was an overfeeding situation or what. Anyway, two of them slipped out. One of them got lost and returned to me because it had a number on the band. That's cool. And that was that was really cool. And now it's one of the best returning, you know, birds with the <laughs> best recall that I've got. It's learned. It's learned its lesson. And, and it rolls. It rolls. It's a good bird. I think I'll uh, at least have my, my silly loft name on it or maybe just my name or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I got to get ready to do an order for some NPA bands too to have them on the ready so when the season kicks off we're ready for it i mean we yeah like i said it was it was in the 20s last night so we're getting really cold out here i don't have a way to 
keep lights up on them. But I mean, I've had birds, I've had birds breed middle of winter before in the breeding loft where I kind of keep everything together and, you know, it'll be in the negatives and snow on the ground and they'll raise birds super healthy and keeping them warm and they know what they're doing. They want to do what they're going to do it. Shoot, that, that last bird I got almost all the way through the summer when, when it was born. Yeah, because the only thing that keeps you guys from breeding is the really high temperatures is the heat. No, no, they they breed best. Oh, really? No, I. The pigeons don't mind the heat here at all. Like a chicken will struggle. A pigeon, it's to me, it's it's incredible. They can just they can just do it. And a lot of time, I find them standing in the sun. It's crazy, Phil. I remember they did a, uh, they did some sort of thing because the military used pigeons for years and they took the pigeons to Antarctica for sending messages back and forth. In Antarctica, you know, talking crazy temperatures, especially with the wind. And they did all right. And they say that pigeons naturally inhabit every continent except Antarctica. But with that, it proves that they can survive down there. But there's just obviously no food sources and stuff like that, I guess, is why they're not there permanently. Right. These guys, you know, not to be as uh, apt to be active when it's cold, they're kind of reluctant. But during the summertime, when the longest hours, you know, because naturally birds, they breed when the, the days are the longest. Yeah. You know, most, most every bird I know of does. Most every animal does. Right. For that yeah. matter. Unless they're breeding, you know, they breed in the springtime when, when the days get longer. Hey, so uh, what did you think about our talk with John DiCarlo, man? Did you get your mind enlightened on that, did you? Good talk. It was, yeah. It was a real good talk. I My audio wasn't the best on the, you know, but... Yeah, you were doing doing some work in the middle of nowhere, and, you know, it was, it was awesome that you were able to come on at all because, you know, you never know when you're in a really remote situation. Fortunately... I was able to connect to a satellite, make it all happen. I like to hear his prep talk about getting a bird ready for a show. Kind of like with Colton Friedel when we talked to him, you know, I mean, it, they both kind of have similar things, but they both, and I think it's probably depending on the breed, of course, what you're doing for I your think birds. Those, I think those dudes hang out. <laughs> right. I'm sure all these master breeders have some secret club like the Illuminati of pigeons. They got me a white coat. Right, they do get those judges got them white coats. Man. That's that right. Be, that's part they of it. They probably have right a VIP lounge. We need to check that out because yeah. I'm gonna be needing me one of them white coats so uh, <laughs> I can get in. Yeah. Well, it starts with ordering the book of standards. I think that's how you get your foot in the door with them. So everybody, get your book of standards. We're waiting to get ours right now. Call Tim at the MPA and order your book. <laughs> hey Tim, I don't have my book yet. Yeah. Well, he said that uh, John said that it was gonna be. And for the pageant of pigeons oh no he said for the kentucky show the grand national oh that's yeah. right so that's you know, a few months dude so we got to keep patiently waiting our club has the old standard i think it's not complete though i think there's some stuff missing out of it eh, you know if anybody wants to donate a uh um an <laughs> old, old <laughs> um book of standards uh, just saying shaking your can for a pigeon book i like it <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, I'm, I'm excited about that new standard, man. That's going to be pretty cool with all the updates. And we kind of talked about it with John, but seriously, like, 
when I look at these old American pigeon journals and they're talking, oh, you know, check out these pictures of the show racer champion. I'm like, it basically, I mean, it just looks like a racing homer. I mean, maybe like a Van Loon or something like a bigger bird, but you know, now, I mean, these things have changed. They look so different than those old pictures. So that's cool that they got the updates in there. Obviously from the Facebook post, we're going to be doing an interview with Ryan from Feathers Elite Pigeon Auctions. We've, We've done a lot of um, like That's word, awesome. yeah, the word on the wire because you know they advertise their auctions really well, and so I'll pick up that and I'll push it through the word on the wire. But when they're doing their auctions and stuff, and I never really read through the list of birds they have because it's such a variety. I mean, they got so many just high quality birds coming out of Belgium and you know real good bloodlines and and even more than that, real champion birds, you know, birds that have won these big races. He's, he's going to be a wealth of info. Ryan touches a lot of really nice pigeons in his travels. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You can watch that on his on his loft tours. It's really cool. Yeah, those guys to, have amazing lofts. Yeah, it gets to go into those lofts and see their setups and how they run their programs. And whew, Oh, yeah. It's, it's different over there. It's a, it's a lifestyle there. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, it's Americans, I think, keep our chickens and or our pigeons like chickens compared to them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And the racing, the racing is just now kind of taken off here in the States. There's, you know, the Hoosier just finished their one loft race. That's probably the biggest one, I guess, here in the States. Then they got Crooked Creek and the one in Florida. And there's a couple of other one lofts that are starting off now. Um, there's that big one in Texas. It's called. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. We've done a word on the wire segment about it, too, and I can't remember the name. But I mean, I think that, you know, like over there in Europe, you know, you're talking about where race clubs have dominated for generations. So there are people in their backyards have incredible lofts compared to in America yeah, here, with the one lofts kind of being the incredible lofts. Yeah, I almost saying it over there, you were so close together. You could look over here and see the old man's loft and you can look over there and see your brother's loft and your loft oh. is right in the middle and yeah. when all the birds come in at the same time <laughs> you're you're going come on bird come on bird and it turns out to be the other guy's bird or your bird <laughs> lands over there you know stuff like that so you know they're pretty serious about that stuff over here i feel like pigeons are kept kind of in a temporary uh setting most of the time yeah and I would love to see uh, more bigger, nicer, more well thought out lofts coming up. Oh, a trend. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Those European style lofts for the rollers, super cool. I saw one in person the other day. Awesome. Four kits inside the one loft, and it has like a breezeway in it. and that's cool as heck i know there's definitely like a general general rules and we kind of we did an episode on loft design you know that's actually that's actually the most listened to episode right now is that right <laughs> yeah people are really getting up on their building lofts i guess right now so maybe well, i just some... revisited it right there did you i mean there's a general theme that you want to keep with lofts and stuff i guess but uh it comes down to what breed you're playing with too oh absolutely what your loft's gonna be like you know but he's into racers okay if you want to know about racers boy that's the guy to i mean you know he's been to a lot of a lot of real nice lofts 
Oh, I mean, uh, who else has traveled as much as he has to specifically champion lofts like that? You know, um, that's that's really unique that he's been able to do that and just gather, you know, gather all these guys' experience and, you know, his YouTube where he talks to these guys. And so, yeah, anybody that wants to ask Ryan a question, we got to post up on our Facebook group right now. And you can just put in there in the comments any question that you want to ask Ryan when we get him on here. And we'll ask him during the interview and get your question answered, hopefully. But, uh, you know, we're going to try to try to hear some of his thoughts on a variety of topics. And hopefully it's, you know, really informative for everybody. That's why we're doing this. Heck, yeah. I, I've watched Pioneer Club Family Show. Right. Um, that is that's entertainment. I like that. I, I look at the birds a lot on his uh, auction page. Mm. Like, I can't afford any of that stuff. Yeah, it's like is the vacation uh, money. <laughs> yeah, is the NBRC auction still going on? It is. Okay. The Velocity First Rollers Club is doing a uh, benefit auction on the NBRC page. That's where it's hosted, yeah. and I think it goes for four or five more days oh it's okay uh, so it's yeah you log in on the mbrc website and you can bid on some very nice donations that have been donated some most of them are from guys in arizona but there was some uh i guess that were donated there's some kellenbecks or kellebecks the yeah the ones that fly and do the corkscrews and stuff and other kinds of things yeah that's right there's other breeds on there too so yeah I mean, that's that's pretty cool i mean i know that there's the fancy pigeon auction.com and they'll have a variety of birds but for the nbrc you know this is a good spot to pick up some roller pigeons you don't yeah, see no these are these are top notch yeah top you don't notch see that very pigeons. often where you can go on there and bid on that so anybody who's looking to start a good family of roller pigeons man that's where you got to be so we're going to be doing an interview with Ryan from the Feathers Elite Pigeon Auction. And drumroll, we're also going to be interviewing an author of some really, really good Birmingham roller books. This guy knows this stuff when it comes to rollers and specifically uh, breeding tactics and genetics. Um, the author, David Henderson, is going to come on and do a talk with us, which is going to be really good. I'll do the same thing where um, I'll put a post up there with some of the pictures of his books and him and you guys have any questions uh birmingham roller related genetics related or really anything feeding anything like that i'm sure that he'll be able to talk on that as well so we'll put that up there too for you guys to ask any questions definitely be getting some good answers for you hey on that did you hear anything back from Larry? <laughs> i have not yet man but i have not try and stay tuned that was just a tease right there yeah yeah, we put we put a feeler out there. Hopefully, hopefully we have some good news for you guys. We're waiting to see. We're just, you know, we all this, you know, all this is about promotion of the hobby. It really is. We don't. Uh, we've said this before, but it's worth saying again. We don't monetize the podcast. We don't monetize the YouTube or TikTok or Instagram. It's all. It's just about getting it out there. We know we want to have people hear about pigeons. Listen to some of these guys who know about pigeons, like John DiCarlo, Colton Friedel. We want to we want to promote it, and this that's what we're trying to do right now. So we're trying to get some some of these pigeon guys in here for everybody, for everybody. For sure. It's just uh, if we can do anything, you can laugh at me and and uh, and 
make fun of me or whatever, you know, good entertainment for everybody. Yeah, left and Chris is just, you know, it's perfect. I love doing it. It's, it's, it's a good hobby. Ask my wife. <laughs> oh, and then we also, we're going to be speaking with um, a, a gentleman from the NPA who runs the Legacy Fund. So he's actually agreed to come on and talk to us. So we've got another person from the NPA, which is also very cool because the NPA is that's the it's the national it's it's all of the country and these guys put on the biggest shows and obviously they support the hobby in a really big way and you know the whole motto of support those who support you you know support the NPA, become a member that'll be another good interview right there so definitely got some good good people coming on here um we appreciate you guys listening to chris and i just jabber on for sure <laughs> you yeah and thanks for uh thanks for the people who were sharing yeah, definitely. Uh, that really helps, you know, back to what we were just saying earlier about promoting it, you know, like, share, follow, you know, tell anybody you think might be interested in it, you know, and, you know, get it out there. Let people know that we're here talking about pigeons and, you know, we got some good people coming on telling us the right ways of doing things with them. Yeah, everything, everything you hear us saying is completely speculation. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't put water in that. Right. Well, and thanks for listening to this episode. And uh, definitely, like we said, stay tuned. The better ones we get on here, the less we have to talk. Right. It's yeah. Working out nice. Yeah. Too. And now, and now we're getting you guys to even ask the questions. So you know, all we got to do is hit record and sit back and have a cigar. Right. We'll write them down on a list. It'll be completely scripted, and it should only take like you know half a day to edit. <laughs> Yeah.